Hey there, this is Pastor Corey, and welcome to the Branch Life Podcast. After you're done listening, I invite you to connect with us at branchlife.church to make sure you're up to date with everything going on at Branch Life. Want to share what you heard today? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this video with someone you want to encourage. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that this presentation helps you connect with Christ and challenges you to reach those around you with the good news of Jesus. Today we're going to jump into this fourth part of our good news series as we have been seeing Jesus through the eyes of the characters that you probably have in your manger scene set up at home. Here is our manger scene that we've been looking at every week and we've been looking at some of these different characters and how they got the good news and it caused great joy in all of their lives. Today we're going to be talking about one of the most special characters that's represented in all of these scenes that are set up in all of our living rooms and that is the angel. Have you ever gotten a singing telegram? Have you ever wondered to yourself, why do people send singing telegrams? Well, there's really one reason people send singing telegrams. It's because they want to mark an occasion with an extra special message that you will never forget. And so they send some character dressed up in some outfit to sing to you a special happy birthday song or happy anniversary song or in the case of Elf, he comes in to tell his dad he loves him and his dad says, who are you? Are you a singing telegram? And he sings the song, I love you, dad. I love you. I love you. I love you. You don't know you're my dad, but you are. A moment he's never going to forget. This character that we're talking about in the manger scene, the angels, were sent to mark and give a special message in a way that we'll never forget. And we're going to see today that angels are used by God in incredible ways, not only at the mark of Jesus' birth, but in all kinds of ways and all kinds of occasions. And we're going to ask ourselves the question, why angels? But more importantly than that, we're going to see that the message that the angels bring make available to us world-changing opportunity, life-transforming opportunity and and personal news that can bring you peace in a time of trouble like the carol says the weary world rejoices and if you find yourself weary this christmas maybe it's weary just because it's been a crazy year maybe you're weary because there's been a lot of christmas activity going on maybe you're weary because there's challenges in your life or in your family in relationships or in your finances The news that we celebrate at Christmas gives you the opportunity, gives you the the chance, gives you the avenue, the way, the keys to have peace, to have joy, to have hope that transforms you from the inside out and just transforming the entire world. So let's dive deep into this and understand, yes, angels make a difference in who they are and where they come from but understand the difference that they make for us today. So we are talking today about the angels who are a part of your manger scene at home. As a matter of fact, in my manger scene at home, the angel that we have is my favorite character. It's up on a stick. It looks like it's flying. It's just the the coolest part of our manger scene. And if I was going to pick out the, the one that I like the best, it would probably be the angel. Back when I was little, I liked the animals and the donkeys and the sheep laying around. But now I'm kind of fond of the angels. Have you ever asked yourself, where do angels come from? 
Like, where are they in the story of creation and the Bible? And did God make them special? Did he make them first? And, and why did he make them? And where are they? Can we see them like the shepherds saw them? And we want to talk about all of those things today. But let's first remind ourselves about where angels actually come from. In Colossians chapter 1, in verse 15, we have this incredible song or this incredible passage that teaches us about Jesus. And how Jesus is one with God and he has the attributes of God. And listen to what they say in this passage. It says, he, Jesus, this baby that we celebrate, is the image of the invisible God. So we can see God because we can see Jesus. And he is the firstborn of all creation. Jesus has always been around and he was brought to earth on this first Christmas Sunday. For by him, and that's Jesus... All things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. So where did angels come from? Angels were created by God. The invisible angels, the visible ones, the angels that have purpose and uh, they have reason for existing. They were made by God. We actually don't know where in the creation story or order that they came into being. But as Genesis kind of lays out for us the seven days of creation, the angels were created and were a part of that and were celebrating that creation. And so ever since their creation, ever since they were made by God, they have existed for God. And angels are a unique uh, interesting and special part of creation and have a special purpose. So why did God create angels? Well, we want to sum it up like this, and we're going to dive into this in part two as we talk more about angels in a second, but here's the summary. Here's the theology of angels. Angels were created as worshipers, as warriors, and as messengers. When we see angels in the Bible, we see them serving we see them acting in one of these roles. Maybe you've watched uh, that cartoon movie called The Bee Movie, right? Where uh, Jerry Seinfeld is the voice of a bee and he goes into the hive and it shows you all the different jobs that the bees have. Angels were created to serve a specific purpose and to have specific jobs. And we see these jobs all through the pages of the Bible as we learn about these visible and invisible angels that are around. A lot of people talk about angels having the ability to guard people. Do you or do I have a guardian angel? That's a question that the Bible talks about. The Bible clearly talks about angels guarding people, guarding children and protecting them. That would be part of their role as warriors. Now it doesn't say that we all have our own personal guardian, so we don't know exactly how it works, but I know that there's been moments in my life where I've been supernaturally protected and protected by angels sent from God. The Bible says that we might even entertain angels unaware. That, that angels could be a part of our party or our service. When you help someone, when you buy gifts for a family, when you give a ride to, to someone who needs to get from here or there, you could be helping, serving, giving to an angel and not know it. It's one of these incredible things that God has created these angels for. So angels as worshipers, they bring glory to creation, glory to God, like all creation does. They exist to glorify God and show character traits and attributes of this incredible God. 
As warriors, they fight a spiritual battle that not all creation can. Angels can fight battles in ways that I cannot, as our guardians, as our protectors, as they fight in the spiritual realms of, of, uh, of this world. Angels are active in that role. And as messengers, they stand in the presence of God and they bring us the very words of God. And we're going to see this particular role in a special way during this Christmas story. Because today, we're going to see Jesus through the songs of angels. We're going to see Jesus. We're going to see what they see. We're going to understand what they understood. And, and to them, this moment was good news. And to them, this moment brought great joy. We're going to understand how that impacts us today. We're going to look at a very specific angel named Gabriel. Gabriel is one of two angels that are named by name in the Bible. And Gabriel's role was a messenger angel. He stood in the presence of God and he brought the message of God. We first saw Gabriel a few weeks ago when we looked at Zechariah, the, the, uh, the preacher, Zechariah the priest. In Luke chapter 1, 11 through 21, you see this interaction between Gabriel and Zechariah, and Zechariah loses his, his ability to speak when Gabriel came, and he didn't believe Gabriel's message that was from God. It's in this passage that, that Gabriel says, And the angel answered him, Zechariah, I am Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and bring you this good news. This good news. And, and this is Gabriel's job. Then we see Gabriel again come into the story, especially the Christmas story in Luke chapter 1, 26-33, when he is the angel that's sent by God to Mary. He comes into Mary's presence and he says, this says, The angel Gabriel was sent by God to Mary and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. How would you like an angel to show up and say, Hey, God's fond of you. God's walking with you. God's protecting you. God has a message for you. And he explained that Mary would give birth to a baby who would be called Jesus, who would be the Son of God. We want to remind ourselves then of another role that I believe Gabriel was a part of, at least knew about. And it's in this special reading of the Christmas story that we'll see angels participating in an incredible way in the very birth of Jesus. Let's look together at Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. I'll read them, and if you want to read them along with me, it's a familiar story that hopefully you have visited this Christmas season. Luke chapter 2, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And it was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David. He went to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy 
that will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, and you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom God is pleased. So why angels? Why has God created angels to be warriors, to be messengers, to be worshipers? Why does God use angels? Why is there a spiritual realm out there? And, and if you know your theology, you understand that Satan himself is an angel and his followers, demons, they battle together, all once created beautifully and living together in heaven. Why angels? And why do we need to know about angels? Why are angels in the Bible story? Why are angels a part of this manger scene? And how does it teach us and grow us and help us to know and understand God? I want to tell you this morning that as we look at Jesus through the eyes of angels, we may see Jesus in a whole new way today. And maybe you're exploring your faith with God. Maybe you're wondering about who Jesus is and whether you should follow him or believe in him. And today, maybe the way the angels see Jesus will help you see Jesus in a brand new way. Maybe you'll be encouraged in your walk with Jesus today, like you've never been before, reminded of a few things. It, no matter the case, no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, I want to encourage you with this thought. Imagine if we all saw Jesus the way the angels see him. If we all saw him in his glory and in his power. If we were able to be in the very presence of God, if we were able to work for God and be messengers of God and worshipers together uh, 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 to God, it would radically transform my life. It would radically transform our church. It would radically transform our world. And that's the power of Christmas, is being able to understand this moment, this transformational moment, that you and I can participate in today, not just celebrating and marking a holiday, but actually changing all of our lives. As we look in Luke chapter 1, 18, we see this and it said, the angel answered him, remember Zechariah, I am Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God. These angels, uh, Gabriel specifically, brought the message of God to earth after being in the very presence of God. Here's a unique ability that only angels have. Angels can stand in the presence of God. There have been a few humans, a few people talked about in the Bible, who were to stand in the presence of God. And when God shone himself in all of his glory, it was too much. They could not survive it. They were marked by it. We do not have the ability right now to stand in the presence of God. But angels do. They see what is described in the Bible, the throne room of God. They see the splendor and the glory and the power of God. They are able to understand the movement and the motion and hear the speech of God. They interact with God on a face-to-face, face-to-face -face level. I cannot wait for the day to actually see God when my faith will be sight. Angels do not have that problem. 
angels are able to go from here to there and enter God's presence and then represent him to us. And so we look at the roles of these angels. They stand in the presence of God and God declares to them or assigns to them the work that they were created for. And remember, they were created as worshipers. They were created as warriors. They were created as messengers. And so let's think about each of these roles for a second before we move on to the Christmas story. As worshipers, you think about angels being a part of worship. We understand that, that worshipers uh, are, are singing the song of life to glorify another. And so with the job of angels, there are always worshipers of God. We put it this way, the choir is always singing even when you are not. You know, God doesn't need us to worship him. God has angels who worship him, and they probably sing better and louder than all of us. They do their job in a way that glorifies him, never taking worship for themselves. Over and over and over again in scripture, when angels showed up, the two reactions that were there were either one, fear, they were, they were terrified, they were, they were startled, they were scared, or two, was worship. People would try to worship the angel. They would try to bow down to the angel. And in every case, the angel said, no, 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 do not worship me. I exist to direct worship to God. Why would angels do that? Well, because they've been in the presence of God. Because angels have seen God in all of his glory and his splendor. And when an angel comes and we as people are startled by their presence and their power, we are seeing a small fraction of God's power and splendor. And, and imagine us trying to worship that and angels going, no, this is nothing. I am nothing. He is everything. And they begin to worship God. The choir is always singing, even when we are not. And my, my theory has always been, when we see God, we worship him. When we see his power, when we see his work, we worship him. And we join the choir. We get to join the choir in God's worship. And we so often regulate worship to singing a song that we like or one that we don't like or, or kind of going through a holiday or marking a special occasion. What if our entire lives were a choir song to God? And no matter what the offering, no matter what the tune, no matter what the occasion, we joined that choir to worship God like the angels did. It was a big part of who angels are. When we look in the book of Revelation and we see heaven's throne room now, angels are described in incredible detail. The seraphim, the cherubim, and their form and their, their, their look is, and their purpose, many of them just exist to bow down, to humble themselves, and to bring glory and worship to God. Surrounding the throne room, surrounding the prayers of the saints, and giving worship to who God is. Man, angels were created as worshipers. The second thing we see is that angels have been created as warriors. So some angels exist, like the archangels and the, and the angels that are, are, are created by God to go do spiritual battle. And what we want to understand and what I want to remind you of today is that when there is suffering on earth, there is support from heaven. Angels offer us a unique support in times of suffering. How does God relieve our pain? How does God protect us in times of danger? How does God 
uh, fight the battles that we can't see are going on. The Bible says he sends his angels. The Bible talks about in the temptations of Matthew that Satan said to Jesus, Hey, jump off this tower and let's see a thousand angels come and, and lift you up. Why did he say that? He knew that angels are warriors. He knew that they're protectors. He knew that they are fighters. And today you might be here needing this reminder. You might be suffering. You might be hurting. You might be in pain. Listen, there is a lot to mourn in this moment. My dad reminded me uh, just today in an email that for 55 years he has gathered with his, my mom's side of the family, the Vickers family, for Christmas Eve. This year was the first time in 55 years that he has not gathered with the friends and family that he loves to celebrate Christmas. That's different. That's sad. That's hard. And there are some that are not getting to have Christmas, not just because their families are, are split apart due to the pandemic, but because they've lost somebody. Whether it's from the pandemic or whether it's from uh, a sickness or accident or disease, there's incredible grief. In these moments and we suffer the Bible guarantees suffering in this world in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world God says to us when there is suffering on earth there is always support from heaven and God sends his angels to do battle for us I encourage you as you pray to pray the prayer of support from the angels of heaven to allow them to be what you request from God as backup and as reinforcements as you go through this life. And today we're going to see in a special way that angels are designated as messengers. Angels are messengers who bring the words of God and mark special occasions with the special emphasis. Why angels? Because God doesn't want you to forget the message. And so God sends angels to give very important messages, marking either messages of, of, of dire warning or messages of incredible celebration. And in this Christmas story, we see a message of incredible celebration where they bring the good news that results in great joy. The title of our entire series is a proclamation of messenger angels. In Luke chapter 1, verse 19, it says, I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. God sends his angels with the messages, with the words of God, to the people of God, to mark the occasion so that we will never forget it. In Luke chapter 10, 2, verses 10 and 11, it says this, And the angel said to them, Fear not. Remember, the shepherds, they had been tending their flock. They had been out in the field. Bethlehem was in the background. And the shepherds were watching their flock by night. And in the sky, an angel appeared. We do not know the name of this angel. But I'm just going to say for consistency's sake, if I'm Gabriel, I want that job. I was sent to Zechariah 15 months earlier. I was sent to Mary 9 months earlier. And now the baby's coming. Send me. I want to be the one that gives the message to the shepherds. And this angel appeared and he said, Fear not, because they were scared. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that are, will be to all people. This message that the angels bring, this, this announcement that is this good news celebration announcement that can cause great joy is available to everyone. It's available to you and it's available to me. It's a message that's available to everyone in all time and in every place. 
no matter your race, your, your creed, uh, no matter your, your income, no matter your, 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 your position, no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, this good news and this great joy are available to you today. And this is what the angel brings to the shepherds. It goes on to say in the next verse in Luke 10, 2.10, the good news. So I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Here it is. Here's the good news. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now, there's three parts to this announcement that are incredibly important that we don't want you to miss as we go through this celebration of good news. What's the good news? Well, it's happening on this day. This is the moment. This is the time. This is what we've been waiting for. This is going to be the transformation and we're going to everything's going to change from here. There's a savior who has been born. There's people that need saving and the savior has arrived and he's going to be Lord. He's in charge. He's got the answers. You can follow him. That's this announcement. Now let's look at these one by one. First, it's a good day. This good news is talking about a good day. On this day, heaven came to earth. Just, just think about that again for this moment. On this day, in this moment, God sent his son Jesus, who has been around since the creation of time, through Mary to earth. Heaven came to earth. That's spectacular announcement. Why angels? Well, this day needed to be marked as special. This day needed to be marked as important. It had to be unforgettable, and the whole choir was called in. All of creation is a part of this day. The stars in the sky, the shepherds in the field, and the angels from the celestial come to worship God because heaven came to earth on this day. On this day, the Old Testament turned to the new. There's actually a page turning moment. You see, up until this day, the Old Testament had been talking about a Messiah who was going to come. Talking about a Savior who would come because the world needs saving. The Bible in the Old Testament is often talking about trial, tribulation, pain, war. There's some heartbreaking information and news and stories in the history of mankind that are demonstrated in the scriptures. And as these stories are pointed out, as there's great tragedy, as there's great death, as there's great suffering, the Bible constantly points to a coming Messiah who is going to save mankind from themselves. You see, since the creation of the world, sin has entered this world. And sin has broken this world. And we see that all, all the more in 2020. Why is there disease? Why is there death? Well, because we have broken bodies. Because, because we live in, in, a, in a broken world on a broken planet that was broken by sin. And this brokenness needs to be saved. And no matter how hard we try to fix it, there's always going to be another problem. No matter how hard we try to save ourselves, we realize that we cannot. And if you're on your spiritual journey and you are considering Jesus... You are considering the real Savior. And what you have tried to this moment, you know, has not worked. 
You know that it has not fixed the problem. You know that it has not brought real peace or real contentment. But when you receive Jesus, he begins to fix your brokenness. Yours and mine. And Jesus has been the most incredible answer to my brokenness. And he's the most incredible answer to the world's brokenness. And he can be the most incredible answer to your brokenness. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. On this day, the page from the Old Testament turns to the beginning of the new. You see, what the Old Testament was looking at as future is now present. And we start reading in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John about the birth and the life and the teaching of Jesus. And the New Testament begins to be written on this day. And what was prophesied about and what people were looking for is now here. The Savior has been born on this day. Why angels? To celebrate this incredible, world-changing moment. Now, this is announcement of the Savior. So we've just talked about this day is when the future Messiah has come. He's arrived. It's here. It's important. It's it's like it's like waiting in anticipation for somebody important to show up. Like like for all of those kids that just can't wait to, to, to know if Santa had come and brought them their presents and they just are excited about that. This is way bigger than that. This is the Savior of the world and he has shown up. And John says it this way in John chapter 3 and verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but will have life, eternal life with God. God sent Jesus into the world so that you can have life and have life more abundantly. The, 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 the angels who stand in the presence of God know that this God can save that world and that this God has now come to that world and he's here to save them. He's here to offer relief and to fix the brokenness. He's here to give life and life eternal. He's here to solve the problem of death. He's here to bring hope to the hopeless, light to the darkness. That's why the angels are proclaiming that this is good news. And there's great joy. I want to invite you, if you have not yet begun a personal relationship with Jesus, to have that today. Salvation is a gift that Jesus gives to you. Salvation is something that you can receive. We don't give our hearts to Jesus. Jesus gives us new hearts. And so I want you today to consider Jesus as the answer. Would you dedicate your life? Would you, would you become a part of the family of God? Would you repent of your sin, of your brokenness, and offer, uh, ask Jesus to be a part of your life and become a follower of him? Today, we would invite you into that, and it's as simple as saying a prayer. It's as simple as acknowledging the truth, and in this very moment, you can have a conversation with God that goes something like this, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I'm sorry for my sins. I want to accept you. I want to accept the free gift of salvation. Would you come into my life and save me? Thank you for dying on the cross and for raising again. Thank you for being born and coming to this earth. I trust in you for my salvation. If you've prayed that prayer, it's not magic words that save you. It's the belief that John 3.16 talks about. You have now been saved by a Savior. If you have any more questions about that, we want to invite you to go to branchlife.church. 
where you can go to the gospel page and you can do more investigating and hear a little bit more about it or just reach out to us on your comment card and we'd love to continue this conversation. Why angels? Because in this moment the Savior had arrived. arrived. And this was a moment that talked about a good Lord. You know, Jesus just didn't come to be our Savior and to leave us to our own devices. He came to be our Lord. That's somebody who we follow, the one who is in charge, and he is a good Lord. He is worthy of being followed. He gives us the answers to life so we don't actually have to try to figure this out for ourselves. We're really, really, really bad at figuring out lives for ourselves. We put governments in charge and ourselves in charge and businesses in charge and at somewhere the whole system falls apart. Well, he has come to be the one in charge. He has come to be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And because Jesus is Lord, it changes everything. You know, for me, because Jesus is Lord, it changes the words that I say. Because Jesus is Lord, it changes the places that I go or that I do not go. Because Jesus is Lord, it changes what I watch and what I don't watch, how I think and how I respond. It changes how I do relationships and marriage. Because Jesus is Lord, I am able to follow His plan and His direction and His will for my life. And here's the incredible good news. He is an incredibly good Lord. And so I get to follow this creator, designer, all-powerful, all-loving Lord who gives me the ability to thrive in life, to take the bad things and to turn them to good to seize the opportunity and the days, to, to be able to enjoy the blessings of this world, even in the midst of brokenness, and to have hope for a future, a purpose for living, for today, for tomorrow, and forever. He calls me to love God with all my heart, soul, and mind, and to love my neighbor as myself. He's a good Lord. And because He is Lord, it changes everything. Christian, today... Is Jesus your Lord? Are you following him? Not, not some religious system, not some ideas that come from this culture or from, from ideas from the news or, or how people say life should be, but are you following his plan? Many people claim to know Lord, but they know Jesus as Lord, but they live like they don't. In this coming year, would you put Jesus first in all things? As we travel through this year, 2021, as Branch Life Church, we're going to be looking at the teachings of Jesus. We're going to see his instructions in life. We're going to follow his plan with our church and with our lives and help people to do the same. Lean into that. And where you see that your life is veering away from Jesus' leadership, turn back and just agree to follow him. No excuses. No ifs, ends, or buts, but just because he is Lord, I'm going to do it the way he says I should do it. That's some good news, and it leads to great joy. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 13, it says that the response of this one angel came, and he gave this announcement unto you, a Savior is born, who will be uh, Christ Jesus the Lord. And suddenly, there is with that one angel, I say Gabriel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God. All right, they're singing songs. They're rejoicing. They're shouting. They're hooping and they're hollering. And they're saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Here's the good, here's the great joy. 
Whenever you get a good news announcement, it, there's worth celebrating. You always have the wedding, and then you have the the uh, not the rehearsal. What's it called when you when you go after it? You you have the celebration after. You have the wedding, and then you have the reception. You have the time where you get together and you celebrate and you dance and you do the YMCA and twist your head back and shout and you, you have this party. Why? Because some good things just happen. The angels came out and they had their own party. They had their own celebrations. We, with the angels, of all people, should be great at celebrating. And this is what they did. And in this celebration moment, look at what they do. They have great joy and they praise. They shout. They sing. They yell. The, the Bible says that there was a multitude of angels. It's the same idea of having all, uh, an army show up. Not just like four or five angels, but an army's worth of angels. And this proclamation, this, this glory to God is a proclamation that an army would have made after a victory. They would have come through the streets saying, we won, we won, we won. In this moment, the angels are declaring, we won, we won, we won. The Savior has been born. It's over. The brokenness has been defeated. He is here. And so they're celebrating like no other. Man, are you a Christmas celebrator? Not because of the traditions, but because you get to celebrate the Lord. Because you get to celebrate this transformational moment. That's why Christmas is so, so special. Don't be a Scrooge on Christmas. Celebrate. And get yourself into that moment and spirit. Spend time with God. Remind yourselves of the truth of who He is. And, and celebrate with friends and family about the person of God. And in this, in this year, a lot of our traditions have been broken. And maybe that's not a bad thing. Maybe we get to see God afresh. Maybe we get to celebrate Christmas anew. Maybe it's the first time in 55 years you celebrated Christmas this way. And maybe it was just you and God in the celebration. That's okay. Just celebrate. Celebrate who he is, like the angels did. In that moment, they glorified God. They pointed upward right away, and they started glorifying him with their voices, with their songs, and they couldn't help but say, glory to God in the highest. Don't celebrate me. Celebrate my Lord. And they said, hey, peace to whom God is pleased. Now, I want to end with this final thought. The good news brought great joy, which now results in peace. Listen. It is not up to you to fix the world. Let me say it this way. It's not up to you to fix yourself. You can't do it. But he can. And he is offering to you peace. That he's in charge. That he is in control. That he can guide you and lead you through this life in an excellent way. And you don't have to fight it anymore. You don't have to be ruled by anxiousness. You don't have to be ruled by friction. You can be ruled by the Lord. And in that moment, you can now sigh relief. He's here. He's come. He's present. And the Bible says that he's promised to everyone who follows him that he is with us always. Peace. Peace is available to those whom God is pleased. You know, this is one of those verses in the Bible where different translations treat it differently because, quite frankly, in the original language, this is a hard phrase to interpret into English. And this phrase, which comes out of the mouths of angels, we, we don't know how they said it or what language they used. We know what it was recorded and what the shepherds understood it as. But for many, it's, uh, you've heard the phrase, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. It's more accurately represented peace 
on earth to whom God, to those God is pleased. And here's, here's why that's important. Because peace on earth is available. It is available to everybody. But it's only accessed to those who please God. When we live our life the way the angels do, worshiping and glorifying this all-powerful God, we are then able to have access to that peace. And so as, a, as someone in, on a spiritual journey today, if you accept Jesus, you have now access to that peace. And if you are a follower of God and you, you have not been living the way God wants to, he says, listen, live the way that I've asked you to live and you'll have access to that peace. There's too many Christians out there that are anxious, that are angry, that are divided because we're not living with God as Lord. But when we allow God to be the Lord of our lives, we have access to peace. This has been a hard year. This has been a difficult Christmas holiday. So was the first Christmas. It was a hard time for Mary and for Joseph. It was, it was a hard moment for everyone who participated, the wise men trying to get there. But for those that had God as Lord, he's now brought peace. And he can, even in this difficult year, and in the year to come, allow you to not just survive, but to thrive, because he's brought you life more abundantly. Christian, fall more in love with Jesus this year, and allow him to be Lord of your life. And for those of you that are wondering about your personal faith, I invite you to become today a Christian. See Jesus through the song of the angels that sung this great news, that brought great joy, that brings peace to all people. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let me remind you, would you take a moment and fill out your connection card? What have you learned? What's encouraged you? How can we pray? Let us know that you've watched with us, even if you can just sign your name and say, hey, I was here. God bless. We'd love to hear from you and connect with you. A lot of us are worshiping virtually during this time. We want to invite those of you that have questions about the gospel to let us know or to visit the gospel tab at branchlife.church. And then join us again next week as we close out this good news series. As we look about Jesus is here, now what do we do? As we look at through Jesus through the eyes of the shepherds. And probably sometime next week you'll start packing up your characters. You'll start to box them up. You'll start to start putting them away. And remember, as each one of these received the good news... Uh, of Jesus' birth, it caused them great joy. Have a great rest of your day, and thank you for worshiping with us.